0: Welcome to another episode of Raven Conversations. I'm Joe C. Mandel, the State Public Affairs Officer for the Washington National Guard. And today I'm joined by Brian Elliott. He's a captain with the 303rd Cavalry Squadron, uh, currently changing from a line unit, Bravo Troop, Mm -hmm. over to HHC. uh, So second company command, congrats. Um, But... He is also the County Auditor in Kittitas County, which is a near and dear to both our hearts. I'm a Kittitas County kid myself, and, and you are as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's here to talk about what he does in the civilian job, kind of your career in the Guard, and uh, just share some of your stories with us.
1: Yeah, looking forward to it. So, r- real quick introduction on yourself, Brian. Yeah, I, I think that was a pretty good summary, but, um, you know, grew up in Ellensburg and um, ended up going to our alma mater, yep. Central Washington University, did ROTC there, and, Um, Had a really good experience, did active duty for uh, about five years, and then actually switched over to the Guard, which I think we'll talk about a little bit more, that that journey and that transition. Um, Got to deploy with the 303rd for their uh, 2019-2020 OSS deployment, and then actually got hired by 7-Eleven. Um, and I was basically a district manager for them out mm-hmm. in Eastern Washington, right, running our franchise stores out there. Um, and then had a, had another call to service in addition to my service in the Guard um, to enter public service with Kittitas County and, and serve as their county auditor. So yeah,
0: so you came out of ROTC, active scholarship, yep. went active mm-hmm. duty for a few years. So so how did you find out about the Guard and what led you to join the Guard?
1: So when I was at Central Washington University, uh, Major Dale Wright was my MS1 instructor. He was filling that National Guard position there at Central. And uh, I had a really good relationship with him. He's an awesome mentor. And I just stayed connected with him through the years, through my time on active duty, right? And uh, I was at JBLM for a little bit, and then I went to Alabama and we stayed in touch. Um, and about that time, uh, when I was in Alabama, we found out we, my wife and I we were pregnant with our, our mm-hmm. first kid, right, Jack. and. Uh, we had that conversation i think a lot of people on active you have hey do we continue on this journey with the family like what does that look like and we decided it was time to come home well i still had some time left in my contract and i was like what better transition than to go serve with dale wright in the Three (laughs) Hundred Third cavalry squadron so it was a good it was a good deal
0: nice Mm -hmm. nice that's what brought you to the guard Mm -hmm. and so we mentioned your civilian career you're the Mm -hmm. county auditor now uh, briefly describe what does a county auditor do. I know we talk to the secretary of state and he works with the auditors, but explain what you do on, as the, at your seat.
1: Yeah, so that I mean that's a good part of our job right there is our relationship with the secretary of state, and that really focuses on. Kind of two parts of it, which is the elections, and then our recording, which is is maintaining that county record of all the recorded official documents. So, um, that's that's a good portion of our job right there. In addition, in Kittitas County, we do we have the licensing under us, right? So, um, if you need to come and get your your tabs renewed, um, change ownership on a vehicle, mm-hmm. that's something we'll facilitate, right? We also have a relationship with subagents who are basically franchisees of. DOL and of the county auditors who do those services as well so we're also managing those contracts um, and then in Kittitas County specifically, and, and I'd say about half the counties in Washington State, we're also the, the CFO of yeah. the county, right? So we have the whole county finance department under us. Um, and, and we do it all in Kittitas County, right? Budget's part of it. It's the AP. It's the payroll. It's that whole financial ecosystem is yeah. in my office. So
0: Yeah, and for those watching, if, if you're not familiar with Kittitas County, so so it's a it's a more rural county, right? I yeah. mean, it's got just a few—Ellensburg's the biggest city in the county, mm-hmm. and then you got Kittitas, Roslyn, Toronto, yep. Thorpe, Cleelum. Houston, Cleelum. Mm-hmm. Um Very small cities, but yeah. you do have a huge section that goes all the way from the Cascades to the Columbia River. Yeah,
1: yeah, it's 80 miles from the top of Snoqualmie Pass all the way to Vantage, Vantage and the Columbia River. And then about halfway from Yakima up to the halfway to Wenatchee. So um, the census has is about 50. I'd say we're about 55,000 residents, which puts us as a mid-sized county, small to medium-sized county in Washington State. So um, we run a $100 million budget. Um, about 350 employees. So uh, it's a good size organization. Um, and I think for me in that role as a county auditor, um, you know, I, I take it as more of kind of like a director operations manager position where I have to manage and juggle a lot of these tasks um, and a lot of these projects we are working on and they range right they're they're cross-functional everything from elections to finance to recording can be dealt with all in the same day and so that's where it relates back to my service in in the military right as a as a company commander and coming out of um, active duty and my time in the guard you know you're dealing with different projects and different um, areas of responsibility and different technical skills every single day yeah. and being able to transition through those seamlessly and know just enough information to keep those functions going, but not get too deep into the weeds that you're, you're micromanaging your people or you're, you're getting sucked down so deep that you're not staying at the appropriate level of, of kind of responsibility and visibility. That's, that's a huge skill. I think that's served me well in this yeah. role.
0: Yeah, so so, so you kind of touched on it a little bit, and we'll kind of come back to what's helped in the guard yeah. and, and to this sure. job. But and you kind of alluded to it in our in our previous yeah. talks was how you got into it. So explain how you got into politics, and then the second half of that question is going to
1: be what led you to run. Yeah. Um, so I've always been interested in public service and. Um, just just politics in general my degrees in political science from central um which you know full transparency at the time i was like hey it's something i'm interested in yeah. and i think it's going to get me a pretty good gpa so i can get that job in active duty <laughs> i want right because i'm going to do active duty for 20 years that yeah. was the thought process um obviously you know plans change yeah. but um but it's always been an interest of mine and um when i when I was working for Seven Eleven, I stayed pretty active in the community, um, had a lot of contacts with people who are elected at, at the county level and also at the municipal level too, and um, I sort of got recruited to, to, hey, do you do you want to do this? Um, the, the the gentleman who I ran against, great guy, been doing it for 20 years, and um, but there was just some stuff that I think wasn't necessarily moving in the right direction, and a lot of people saw, hey, it was, it was time for some new leadership to come in. Yeah. So that's what sort of attracted me to it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. So it- election night how does that feel like you're watching your name and you're winning like how does that kind of come across when you're sitting there and oh it's crazy
1: i i think that i downplayed it in my head right i was kind of like you know i've been through stressful situations and stuff but um yeah it's definitely like a um, you've, you've never hit refresh on your phone so frantically as you're waiting for the results to populate because it actually can take about 20 to 30 minutes for everything to get uploaded, which yeah. is a misconception. It's not always right at 8 p.m. And so you're sitting there, 8.01, click the refresh, click the refresh, and then the results populate. Um, and actually, I was, I was at a um, basically our campaign headquarters, and um, I missed the refresh button, but it came up on the screen on the computer, so people started cheering. I was like, well, I guess I won, So <laughs> I can go look at it now.
0: So so now yeah. you're going into your actual first election cycle as the auditor yeah. what what does that look like for your standpoint as a county auditor you got the the you know general election coming yeah. up in November you had the primaries mm-hmm. in August what are you guys doing
1: right now like as that's going on? it's planning it is uh, you know the, the best thing I can relate it to from the military perspective is you're planning an operation. Um, you know you're you're getting your resources in place you're identifying your key dates and your timeline you're doing that backwards planning right hey when do we need to have this stuff done Um, you're assigning your people against Mm -hmm. those tasks um, and really just building out that whole plan Um, and elections are an interesting thing because and i'm sure you probably talked about this with the secretary too is it is the one thing that we do in government which has absolutely no margin of error. Even on the finance side, right? We can't lose money, but if we put money in one column and it should have been another, we can go back and fix that. You cannot fix that with an election. You can't fix that with ballots. And so when we develop this plan, it not only has to be a a, a well-thought-out and well-executed plan, but it has to have so many redundancies and checks on it that we have to ensure that it is just completely accurate.
0: Yeah. So so you've already kind of alluded to it a Mm -hmm. few times, and I'll ask the question. So how have you found that you know that's that citizen soldier thing we talked about how have you found your guard career has helped in your civilian career
1: yeah i'd say the skills that that have been developed you know in, in the military um and especially in the national guard um and my role as a as a on staff on our deployment and then now as a as a troop commander um just being able to um to do that full planning process right and really bring that i think that um, government in general has a lot of, or at least government in County, there's a lot of people with a lot of knowledge there. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, um, I'm never going to have more knowledge than my staff who's been there for 30 years. And if you add up all that institutional knowledge, it's like 150 years, right? Yeah. Across my staff. Um, but what I can bring is, is some leadership, some, some planning processes, which I have from, from the military. And I can go ahead and say, okay, let's, let's take this knowledge, right. That you have up here and you kind of know all the right steps to do, but let's put that on a plan. Yeah. Right. And then let's put resources against it. Well, now, not only have we done that in a way that we can then evaluate it and say okay that that's working that's not working we can do this better we've also created continuity so that you know if if people change out which we know they do in organizations you have that document there and you can say okay this is our plan let's go ahead and execute that
0: yeah so now vice versa how have you found your experience in your civilian careers have kind of come over to the guard side
1: i i that's a tougher question, right? I'm only about eight months into this county auditor thing, uh, you know, versus about 10 years in the military. Um, but I'd say just in general, it's, it's leadership reps every day. You can never get enough experience with leadership. And, you know, my role at the County, um, I think that in my eight months, the biggest thing that I've, I've really learned is, what i call altitude right yeah. what is the appropriate level of altitude to operate at when am i too deep in the weeds when am i like okay i'm, I'm micromanaging <laughs> now which in the military i think we tend to do that sometimes because we're so metrics bound, yeah. right um in in this job i've been able to kind of really evaluate that and say okay i'm at the appropriate altitude now i know enough about this to understand it to give some guidance on it and now i can step away and just let the staff operate and yep. have those left and right limits and i think that that's that's a good thing that we exercise in the military. It's that mission command, but I'm getting to do it every single day in my civilian yeah. job. So Yeah. No, that's fantastic.
0: Yeah. So so let's say there's a young guardsman sitting there, yeah. they're interested in politics and they're like, hey, you know, I'm I, I just don't know where to start. What what kind of advice
1: could you give them? Give me a call. No, I'm <laughs> I'm serious though, right? You you gotta talk to somebody who's done it before. It's a um You know, it it was my second time running for anything. I'd done student government back at at Central, um, so I had some experience. Obviously, it's a totally different environment, but the only reason I was able to even do this and really consider it and have the confidence to jump in the race is because I had people who were elected to these positions who said, hey, we're going to help you guide you through this process, right? We're going to get you in touch with the right people, um, make the right connections, kind of show you the, you know, the right events to be at and the right steps to take. Um, And I think you got to have, it's just like the military, right? Having a mentor um you got to have a mentor who can lead you through that process so um so yeah i meant what i said you know if you're interested definitely give me a call i'm happy to help you walk through that process um, or if you know somebody in your community i would definitely reach out to them
0: yeah um anything else you want to add that we didn't mention
1: well i, I just say it's a huge uh, opportunity to be here i i love um, being able to talk about this and um, i think the one other thing i'd say too is um, the importance of balance right so yeah. You know, this is a unique role because, you know, it's, it's kind of like being a business owner in the sense of you have a lot of autonomy with your schedule and your time, but you still have to balance that against your responsibilities of your yeah. civilian career and then, of course, the responsibilities to our families as well. And uh, I would just say that, um, you know, soldiers out there, regardless of what profession you're in or where you're at in life with family, um, finding that appropriate level of balance between the guard, your civilian life, your family, and then anything else you like to do is just really, really important. And then when you need to, set those boundaries, right? Say, and, and work with your commander or work with your civilian employer and say, hey, we I need this time and space to be able to accomplish these tasks and my other roles that I have in my yeah. life. So it's something I'm, I'm continuing to develop because yeah. I just like to dive in and do everything. Um, but I think that's a really important conversation to have yeah, at all it's, levels. It's truly all about balance. Yeah.
0: Both both careers right. and, and family. So it, yeah, it truly absolutely. is. And sometimes Sometimes uh, you don't get to work out as much as you want, and that's okay, it happens. Yeah. <laughs> you always find time around midnight right. when you're right. like, laying there in bed. So, um, if, if you wanna know more, we can definitely put Brian's information in the, in the notes. Uh, if you like the video, give it a like, and make sure to subscribe for more videos.
1: Hey, appreciate you coming on, man. Yeah, appreciate it.